Welcome back to the Goddamn Sports Podcast. Um, it's been a little while since we recorded our last episode. Last week was kind of crazy for all of us. Um, for me especially, I just graduated college. So last week I was d- taking care of a bunch of different stuff. And I just graduated college. Yeah, these two have <laughs> Me and Dave were like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so last week was kind of crazy for me. Um, but we are back uh, with episode 22. Um, oh, sorry, guys. For... Wait, can, oh, I, can I pause you for a second, Austin? Yeah, what's up? Dude, the boys are all wearing white. Look at us go. Really mm. This wasn't even planned. God, we <laughs> something today. It's going to be a good episode. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, we missed, we missed a lot. Uh, mostly, we, we'll go over the NFL draft um, later on in the episode. We're going to cover all of those um, NBA playoffs. Uh, we've got a bunch of great series on our hands right now, actually. Um, no series except for one that we'll get to that I think is a blowout. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll start with the NBA. Um, I will go ahead and just start. Let's start with David's team because I'm excited to rip this team a little bit. Oh, God. The Memphis Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors were (laughs) 3-1. David, I know you are a – you thought the Grizzlies were all high and mighty, and I told you in previous episodes that I thought they were fraudulent. I didn't think they would be that good. They reminded me a lot of the Tennessee Titans in the NFL this past uh, playoffs. Um, and the way I looked at them in the regular season compared to what I really thought they could do in the postseason. Um, and now they are getting manhandled by the Warriors. Um, so I'll let David, I'll let you take the floor for a second to go ahead and maybe defend yourself or talk about the series as a whole and what you think has gone wrong for the beloved Memphis Grizzlies. Well, first of all, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> second of all, you, can't, you cannot say they've been getting manhandled. They lost, they, lost, they lost the last game by a lot without their star player in John Morant. The game before that, they lost by like one point, and Jaw got injured, and he's their closer. And they still kept it within one point after he, got out, after he was out. In, in Golden State, before that series was tied one-to-one. This is a young team. I don't think you can, you can say that they're, they're blowing it. I mean, they just won a tough series against the Timberwolves, you know. I mean, those are two similarly – Similarly made-up teams, I would say the Timberwolves have more star power, but the Grizzlies are the more well-rounded team, and now we're seeing them struggle without arguably a top-ten player in the NBA on their roster getting injured. Do we really think that the, the Grizzlies would win this series even with Ja healthy? And I don't know if they would or would not, but I'm not – But I'd the series anyway. All I'm saying is if, if Ja finished out game three – then I like them winning that down the stretch. Winning the whole series? No, winning that game. And then it's 2-2 right now. And who knows, without Jaw, I mean, I think Golden State gets at least one. But I've said, this is what I've said. I don't know if I've said it on here. But I th- my prediction was that Memphis goes, takes one in Golden State, then they have home court advantage, and they win out. Or not win out, but they win, they, they win their home games and they finish the series with a dub. I just think I think they're a more well-rounded team. I don't think that the I don't think that the Warriors. I mean, aside from their their backcourt, I don't think that they really have as much as the Grizzlies do as far as depth goes. No, yes, they do, bro. That yeah. team, the Golden State Warriors, are very deep. And first of all, to, to kind of kind of your point, they're, they're not though. Without Steph on the floor, they're minus eleven. Steph, Clay, Draymond, Jordan Poole. I, I like I like that roster. Andrew Without Wilson, Steph on the floor, they're minus eleven. I, but either way, I, 
I still like that roster in the series, especially over Memphis. And I would not, I would not say Memphis has more is a more well-rounded team than Golden State Warriors. I, I don't, I just don't think that's fair to say. But you know, I just your point. I will say Memphis lo- lost one of their home games. They lost game one at home, so they split they split their their series at home, and then Golden State's taking care of business in in Golden State. Barely in game three, and then they blew out blew them out without jaw. Barely or barely or not. It's series is three one. It's the most one side. Okay, one, but you can't say that that they're getting whatever the word that you used was annihilated or manhandled or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, you can't say that whenever they're missing their star player. No, I mean I I agree. I think I think this is more of a testament to Golden State um, because obviously Jaw is out, and I do think if Jaw's in, it's a different series. But I I don't think they'd win anyway. I think it'd be closer. But when you got Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson, when Klay Thompson's playing well, which he didn't last game, I, I just don't see Jaw and, and, and winning the series. But I think it's more of a testament to to the Warriors. I think the Grizzlies are a good team, but I still think they need to add at least like one more piece to be able to compete with a team like the Warriors. Yeah, I'm, I think that I think that <clears throat> there's a grain of truth in there, just because they. I mean, they do need a little more help if they want to compete down the stretch in the postseason. But I don't think you can put the Warriors that far above them whenever they won more games than the Warriors in the regular season. And don't forget, Jaw was out for a big stretch during that, and the and the rest of the team stepped up. Okay. I just don't in, – in, in the NBA, I don't hold too much weight in a regular season performance. A two-seed is a two-seed, though, Austin. A two-seed is a two-seed. I, I, I agree. I mean, that's, that's still impressive regardless. 56 wins. But I'm just saying the regular season – That's the second season, amount most wins in the league. The regular season is typically not like a regular season in the NFL where, like, you – like, so many guys miss games in the NBA. There's so many games in a, in a year, in, in a season. I don't really take too much – I don't hold too much weight in a regular season record. But – I just don't think the Grizzlies are are maybe and they need one more piece to make it possible, but I don't think with this roster it's a championship contender. Especially with, and not, not to say it's a bad roster, but you look at the other teams in the West and they're just better. Like I mean, who? I, I, besides, I, besides the Suns yeah. when they're fully healthy. I like Phoenix. I like Golden. I like Golden State. Um, shoot, who's the who's the four seed? I like Dallas. I mean, I'm not gonna say Dallas is necessarily better than Golden State, Memphis, but I think they're pretty similar. I think, they both, I think they both. No, I like. I like. I like Dallas. I think they both have a star player that doesn't have enough help. That's just yeah. Well, David, to your point, I mean, you were talking about how Jaw was out in the regular season. They went on. I think it was like a twenty-five game win streak. I mean, if we're gonna look at the regular, no, not season, that it wasn't that many wins in a row, but he was out for about that long. They were playing really well, but they only them. lost like they only lost like two or three games. Yeah, yeah. But to to my point is, if we're gonna look at the regular season and put that into account, I mean, if they can win that many games without Jaw, I mean, then they should be able to beat the Warriors. I mean, even Jaw goes out and they're still down one point. If the team is that good without him and has depth, I mean, I feel like they should be able to close that game out without him if we're going to take into the regular season two. I think that's fair to say somewhat, but I also think if you're you're losing a player, a piece like that, in the middle of a final or in the middle of a a semifinals series in in the NBA playoffs with a fully healthy Golden State Warriors team, which I guess we also need to keep in mind, Clay was out for most of the season. Yeah. Um, and, and so maybe the records would have been different had Clay been back. And Steph missed a good chunk of, chunk of it. Right. So, I mean, you know, you got to consider those things as well, along with the fact that, you know, once you take all of those things into consideration, the game plan is going to be completely different for a team with jaw versus a team without jaw. You know, you need a, you need a bucket, you go to jaw. 
you need a spark, you go to jump. Where do you go for that? You just have to play good fundamental basketball without him on the on the floor. And whenever you take that piece out, it's I mean, I mean they've proven that they can do it before, but doing it under that much pressure in Golden State is not an easy task, especially when you're on one game notice versus, you know, you have you have time to practice and prepare. Well, we're going to move on to the next series, but let me ask you this. Do you think Golden State closes it out tonight? Probably. I, I don't think you can – I don't think you can make the – it's just a tough conversation to have without Jaw in the mix. Yeah, but he's been there most of the series. But whatever. We're, we won't no, he hasn't. Well, if Jaw's in there, do you think they close it out? Let's just, let's just play this If Jaw was there, I think it would be 2-2 two to two right now. I think they would have won game three. Well, okay. it's all speculation. We won't really know. I think Golden State finishes the job in Memphis tonight. But that's what I think happens. Um, Whoa. Good. Now, next series, we'll keep it in the West. Um, Phoenix and Dallas. This series has been very interesting. And honestly, it was more interesting than I thought, uh, than I thought it would be. I thought Dallas was going to was I thought it was going to be Suns in five. Um, Dallas, especially after Dallas dropped both games in Phoenix, they were down they were down two zero to, um, and then go and take care of business at home. Oh my! Hold on a second. Hold on. I didn't even have a chance to watch the last game. I've been. I was thinking of. I was thinking of a different game. I mean, last game with the way the Warriors played. We're off the Warriors game, dude. I'm just saying, man. Last game. The <laughs> The Warriors put up a hundred points, a hundred one. All, all that if they have Jaw back, I don't think there's any way they lose that game. I don't know, but I'm, they, have, they haven't scored. They didn't score less than that in any. I game know you all, love Jaw, man. I know you love Jaw. I understand, and I understand. Okay, but you're telling me they lose that game. You're telling me they score less I think, than. No, I still points. think so. I think the series is over in five with a healthy Jaw. I'm sorry, I like Golden State. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's over in five, but I still think Golden State wins. I don't I think, think it's over in five. My my honest opinion, I think I'm not going to sit here and tell you Golden State or Memphis is a shoe in, but you can't sit here and say, "Oh, look, we now we see that Golden State is manhandling them." They're better than the Memphis Grizzlies. They might be. Memphis but Grizzlies it doesn't mean that you're, you're talking about them like they're getting destroyed over here. They're not okay. Okay, I'll 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 come down a little bit. <laughs> they are not a title contender. The Golden State Warriors are a title contender. There we go. Does that work? I guess. Yeah, it would be two. It would be two two right now if Jaw was healthy and Memphis would, would have home court I'm advantage. Sorry, I'm sorry, and if even if it wasn't, you're telling me they're going to score a hundred points. You're telling me they're scoring a hundred points. They they haven't I done think, that. All okay, David, I'll, I'll say this. The Warriors, you telling me that I, I have to bet on the Warriors to score a hundred points? No, the Warriors only scored one one last game. I think I think if Jaw's in there, they, they still score won the game. The Golden State Warriors. I think if Jaw's in there, then the level of competition goes up and the game's a more high-scoring oh, high game. Because no. you've played down to your competition. That's 100%. Not true. in the fucking it, playoffs. It, it, Dude, it, I'm you play down to your competition, and that is 100% true. If Jaw's in, in there, playoffs. it's more competitive, and they shoot the ball more, and they score more than 100 points. That no, is they're just missing true. their shots. It's it's still 100% true. They score more than 100 points. It's all speculation, too, because, say, Jaw comes in and Jaw has a bad game in game three or whatever. It's, I mean, it's, you can just keep saying the same stuff over and over again. I, it's okay. all speculation. Okay, I'm just – my bet would be they wouldn't score less than they've scored the entire playoffs. But who knows? Maybe that would happen. End of the day, Austin, one, that's exactly what would happen. Well, there's a contender, and then there's not a contender. And we now see who it is. It would be 2-2. Anyway. Okay, it'd be over in six, but whatever. Um, okay. 
Don't Dude, stop. stop with the last word. Both of you are arguing for the last word. I'm just oh saying. My I'm not, God. I know he's, he's, he's a big believer in Memphis. I'm just not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of Jaw either. But that's just that's another. Topic. It just sucks that it had to happen like this. Yeah. If we were losing, if we were losing, and Jaw was healthy, you could talk all you wanted. But okay, but you can't say he's unhealthy. Okay, we're not. I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Right. You even play. All right, whatever. Um, it was Todd when he got next, hurt. Next, next series. Next series. Next series. Dallas and Phoenix. Um. And like I said earlier, uh, the series has gotten a lot better than I thought it would ever be. Um, I thought it was Phoenix in five, um, especially after Dallas dropped both games in Phoenix. Then they go back home and take care of business at home. They drop game five in Phoenix now. Um, so it's 3-2 going back to Dallas. Um, I'm just – we're seeing a star emerge, like, in front of us right now. If, we're at, if you're paying attention to the Dallas Mavericks, we are watching it in Jalen Brunson. It is incredible. He is – I mean, the leap he has taken – it's, you can tell how much it's helped Luca out. It's taken a lot of pressure off Luca to where now those two are just working together, and that's why they were able to take care of two games against the Phoenix Suns team. They needed that one other person. It's, we are watching a star be born um, in Jalen Brunson, and this guy is going to be very, very good, I think, next year. Um, but I'm interested to see, get y'all's opinions on this, because um, Phoenix is still taking care of business at home, and as long as they take care of business at home, then, then the series is over. Um, but I'm, I am curious as to what you guys think about the series. Yeah, I think if you don't have Jalen Brunson, I think this 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 is a one-sided series. I don't think Luca can can carry against you know Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and what the Suns have. But it it is interesting to see that they've actually competed. I did not think they were going to be, you know, I didn't think they were going to get these two games at all. Like I I did not think it was going to be a competitive series at all. But I'm I'm kind of shocked. Have you seen the beef between Devin Booker and, and Luca? That's kind of what I wanted to hit on. I think it's hilarious. I mean. These two, Devin Booker hates Luca, like absolutely hates him. Also, I don't know if you saw the video, but I think Devin Booker went down. I think it was the last game, and he like flopped. And there was a guy on the sideline, and he's like, "Dude, get up! You're not hurt." He goes, "I'm just pulling a Luca. It's a Luca special, mm-hmm. kind of making fun of Luca." And I saw who, that knows, who knows? Maybe Luca's gonna be pissed off at that, and Luca's gonna drop a forty bomb. Oh, Luca! After the last game, walking to the locker room. Yeah, shit, so. but I do think Phoenix is going to take it. I think they're the better team overall. I don't think it's really that close, but I do think without Jalen Burns, like it's then we wouldn't even be here talking about the series. I think I think Dallas will take care of business at home. I think with this game, this series will go to seven. But then I, then I like Phoenix. Um, Phoenix at home is just a different animal. I mean, I think I think Phoenix is going to take 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 them. Uh, Phoenix just beat them last at Dallas. I think Devin Booker is going to go off, and he's going. They're going to take him at Dallas. They're gonna steal it away. Phoenix just took care of business by about thirty um, in Game Five at home. They just and they they looked like much the better team both the one Game One and Two at home. Phoenix is a very scary team in Phoenix. Um, they haven't been playing well on the road though this whole playoffs. Um, so I am curious to see uh, what happens here in Game Six uh, because, like I said, Phoenix has not been playing not been playing well at home uh, on the road at all this postseason so far. Um, so I think Dallas can take care of business. And I think, like you said, to your point, Luca and Jalen Brunson will step up. We'll have great games and we'll have a game seven in Phoenix. But I don't think we get, I don't think we get, we go much farther than that. I, I think Phoenix will definitely take care of business at game seven in Phoenix. David. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't claim to know what's going to happen, but it is a very interesting series. It's funny to me, honestly. I mean, you guys kind of already touched on everything, but it's funny to me. It's like as soon as we start talking about Chris Paul, like he's one of the greats, then he goes out and fouls out in 23 minutes and scores five points. And now that last call was some 
was some garbage, but it's like, come on, man. Just wanna we we just wanna see you do good. You can't do it in a playoff game either. I mean, if this is a regular season game, whatever. Like right. I I don't care. But this is a playoff game and the series is kinda tight and you're gonna go out there and do that. You can't do that. I mean I mean these these two teams like are like feuding right now. Like there's gonna be a fight breaking out soon between like Devin and Luca or, or someone. And that's what I'm most excited to see. Yeah, a yeah, fight in the NBA. Yeah, the there's been a real fight in the NBA in years. Well, you know, Chris, okay, let's not question Chris Paul's greatness. Okay, I mean, I'm not questioning his greatness. Like, it just one, sucks. Like, if I think he's one of the yeah. If you're gonna be one of the greats, you can't do it. He's one I think of the he's a top point guard. I think he's a top point guard, especially if they win this. If they win the finals this year, he is definitely up there. No debate about the it. About, the thing about Chris Paul that is so special is any team he goes to, any team, you go back and look in the, in the record books, any team he goes to automatically gets so much better. Yeah. I on, agree. He was on Oklahoma City team uh, a couple of years. There was like two Dude, years. I'm not years. shitting on Chris no, Paul. I know, I know, I know, I know. But he was on, he was on a, a young uh, Oklahoma City team. A lot of people in his – with one year, a lot of people in that situation would have not even played. They would have just waited for the next contract and then gone to a new place because it was a young team. The, the Thunder were one of the worst teams in the West the year before. And Chris Paul said, you know what, I'm going to lace him up. I'm going to play. He played the full season. Got them in the, in the West when the West was loaded. Got, got Oklahoma City to a five seed in the West. Yeah, that, that was ridiculous. Chris Paul, man. Chris Paul. And, he's, and he's, his game has evolved a lot to where he can score a bunch. He, he'll have that occasional game where he goes off. But even like game five when they won by about 30, he only had seven points, but he had ten assists. Um, yeah. His game has just evolved because uh, he is getting older. Um, but Chris Paul, man, uh, there's nobody else I'd rather have on my team if I was a Suns fan than Chris Paul. Um, when you got someone that, that can be your quarterback, your floor general, and then you got your, your dynamic scorer like Devin Booker. and Yeah, that, that team is just very well built. Um, with all that being said, though, thank you. But with that being said, I like uh, – I, I think Phoenix would take care of business. It would be really cool to see the Mavericks do it. But I just don't think they have enough in them to get two games on Phoenix. Now, to the East. To the East. Um, exciting. The exciting playoffs. Dun, 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 dun. The East will start with uh, Boston and Milwaukee. Series is tied 2-2. This is a chess match, man. I mean, this is just these, – these, both these teams are just go, are going at it. Um, I'd love to see it. Um, Has there been a single upset in the playoffs yet? I do not believe so. No. That's crazy. Well, if you count Brooklyn against the Celtics, but I don't think that was an upset at all. No. Um, but no. Absolutely not. Boston. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. Boston, Milwaukee. I, honestly, I'm going to be honest. Before the series started, I really was high on Milwaukee. I thought Milwaukee might win in six. Um, and now it's pretty evident this is definitely going to go the distance to seven. Um, you know, Giannis, I mean, Giannis is still being great, but it's like Boston's defense is stifling just enough to where they're able to win a couple games because if their defense was not to the top to their ability like it is right now, I think Giannis manhandles the Celtics. Um, but their defense is so well-rounded. They go with that damn manhandling again. <laughs> I mean, it's Giannis, that's Takopo, Chris Middleton, and I don't know he hasn't played the whole series or whatever. But Hopefully they can get through this and Middleton can come back. Yeah, Drew Holiday. I mean, that's a scary – That's a, Brooks Lopez, that's a scary team. There is really is no reason that Boston should be competing, but as their defense is so good, it's really stifling that Giannis, I mean, that's, which is very hard to do. Um, so, I'm, Davis, curious is your opinion on this series so far. It's 2-2. I mean, I think I, – I think is I think it's going the distance of seven. Yeah, I – I would I would think the same – um, you never know, but 
I do think the Bucks are going to take it in the end. I think just if you watch, I've said this a hundred times. I've said this since the first podcast we ever made. Giannis is the greatest player in the league. And if you just watch, there's at any moment in a game, he can take over on both sides of the court. He gets a block. He gets a run out. They don't get too many steals, but when they do, Giannis is dunking on somebody. Yeah. And it's not even really a question. I mean, last game he had like what eighteen rebounds? Like what the what? <laughs> <laughs> against against Al Horford and Robert Williams, you know, one of the biggest teams in the league nowadays. So, I mean, when you you got to give credit to the Celtics, their chemistry is amazing, their defense is amazing. They've stifled Giannis a couple times, but really what it comes down to is is Giannis and if he stays healthy I don't see any reason why they don't at least make it to the conference finals well um, I'm going to kind of go the opposite way David you said it's all on Giannis um I think it comes down to one player that's Jason Tatum because I think obviously Giannis in crunch time and when the series comes down to like the final games Giannis is going to go off you can't stop him right but we've seen Jason Tatum he can get cold he can you know He's not going to make his shots, and he can't sometimes carry the team. But we haven't seen that in, in this playoff series yet. I mean, he's, he's, he's been balling out, especially against Brooklyn. I think if he can keep up with Giannis, I think the Celtics have a legitimate shot. You know, when Giannis starts to go off, if, if Tatum can keep up that high, high tempo and, and keep going how, how he is, I think the Celtics legitimately have a chance to beat the Bucks, which I did not think I'd be sitting here saying. But, you know, we see what they did to Brooklyn. They killed them. I think it's – we can't say that the Bucks have this for sure in seven. I think it's 50-50, and it's going to come down to Jason Tatum if he can, if he can carry his team there or not. What it's going to come down to is the Celtics getting contributions scoring-wise from people that aren't in the starting five. Like, oh. Yeah, like you look, Al Horford last game, they lost this game too. Uh, he not, starts. I was, going to say, I was going to say like Al Horford too. Yeah, I think he's, he's not starting five. Here's the thing, like they win this game, well, Al Horford goes for 30. Like, Al Horford scores 30, and they win. Because Jason Tatum also had his 30. Uh, Jalen Brown had almost 20. Right. Hard almost had 20. But you also, the same token, you look at that, those were, like, the top four scores. After that, like, hardly anybody scored any points. Yeah. Um, so, they're going to need the full team. If they're going to take care of – beat a team in this series, like Milwaukee, you're going to need contributions from, like, an Al Horford or someone like that to take the weight off of Tatum and Jalen Brown. But that yeah, is – I loved it last game, watching Horford, watching Horford get pissed off at Giannis and go off. That was – that was unexpected. Yeah, he turned back the clock for a minute. I hope he's a really good guy. I, really good I don't player. even know if he ever had that on his clock. I don't know where the hell that came from. <laughs> Al Horford used to be, when he was in Atlanta early in his career, he used to score a lot. You're probably going to get one or two games from him like that where he could turn back the clock. Well, I would not, you can't expect that. Off the dribble, him. taking Giannis from the three-point line. If that it's not Al Horford, it's got to be someone else. It's going to have to be Marcus Smart scoring, exploding for a game. Because Jason Tatum's yeah. going to get his. Jalen yeah. Brown's going to get his. But that's not enough to beat a team like Milwaukee. You're getting- Tatum, can get, Tatum can get cold, though, too. I mean, I, we've all seen it. He, he, can, he can get cold where he's not. He hasn't, he hasn't really done that too much this, this, this playoffs. He's been pretty consistent. Yeah, this is the first time I've really started to believe in Jason Tatum as potentially one of the greatest players in the NBA because of the way he's been following through in this. In this it's consistency playoff. for them. But like I said, they are not going to be able to beat a team as strong as the Milwaukee Bucks unless a guy like an Al Horford, a guy like a Marcus Smart, someone like that, Grant Williams, someone explodes. Because when someone does, they win the game. Grant Williams had 21 points in one of the, in one of the games earlier in the series, and they won the game. Yeah. You're going to have to get something from one of those guys to beat a team like Because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not enough. Jalen Brown also needs to be consistently that number two guy. 
Yeah, he's I mean, not he had, always number two. He had like twenty last game, something like that. Yeah. And that's good. That's good. That's fine. Twenty points out. Uh, right, but I mean, for the Celtics offensively with what they have, I think you can. I think he needs to step up a little bit more. And he's there, and some, when he goes off, they win. You know, he's a very good defensive defending defensive player as well. The whole um, team is. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's really good. Uh, Marcus Smart. I, well, I don't believe he is the defensive player of the year. Um, still, very good player. But one of like like I said, I'll say it again. They're gonna need help from somebody else other than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're gonna need it if they're gonna be because Giannis and, and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. If Chris Middleton comes back and all those guys, I mean, they're not just. It's gonna be hard to beat them four times if you're anybody. Uh, so the only way that's possible for a team like Boston is is getting those other, those other guys involved. Yeah, I mean Drew Holiday is one of the best defensive guards in the league too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, and finally the another series that is near and dear to my heart, um, the Miami <laughs> the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia Sixers. You know, I got I got kind of scared um, because we won we won game one and two, but there was no Embiid. Um, but we were at home, so I was like, you know, like I was feeling pretty good. And then we go back to Philly, and I'm like, yeah, they, you like getting Embiid back. We're still the Miami Heat. Like, we'll get, we'll steal one in Philly. And we looked awful in game three and four. I mean, we looked awful. I mean, we're shooting terribly from, from the field, from the three-point line. But then last night, you know, the Heat came back and, and, and destroyed Philly. Um, I now – I don't really know what to think um, because of the image in my head – of game three and four still stuck to where I don't have much faith in us winning game six in Philly, but we haven't lost a home game in the playoffs either. So I'm curious as to someone who is not a fan, just watching the series, what, what you guys think um, and your opinions on the series. And if you think Miami is going to be able to, to, to finish the job or Philly's going to be able to, to win two in a row. Dude, I think Miami is the most overrated team in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Boston, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I was I was watching not this past game but the last game with uh, I was I was with Jackson and Danny Green that man went off I mean, I mean I was watching Danny Green sink threes and you guys had no answer for him I mean if you can't stop Danny Green with Embiid and Harden out there I'm very nervous well that's just Danny Green you never know what you're gonna get with Danny Green. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Danny Green that was one game, okay. we, we looked, and that was game four. We looked awful game. Four. Yeah, I mean, Danny Green, I mean, he was on a fast break, and he just full speed pulled up and drained a three. I know there's really nothing you can do about that. No, that's God just – sometimes Danny Green decides to be good at basketball. God forbid he gets hot and you got you to gotta guard, you know, Embiid, and then you, you're like, damn, we got to actually stop Danny Green key, now too. I mean – The key to this series is not anybody – the key to this, the key to the series, is James Harden. James yeah. Harden has a great game nope. four, and they win. James Harden comes out and is average and not aggressive in game five. Game five, and Miami blows the, I mean, blows him out. And he even just, if he can, I can, I can hit. If James Harden is clicking, Embiid's gonna get his. It's the same thing with like a lot of these guys. He's one of the best in the NBA. He's gonna get his. If, if then if James Harden's hitting, you know, Tobias Harris has been pretty consistent too. James Harden starts hitting. I don't think Miami has enough to, offensively to beat them. I think Miami is good enough defensively, but I don't think we have enough to keep up with that pace. Um, James Harden is the key to the series, and he and he hasn't shown. He's only shown it one game that he can really take over. So I don't, I don't, I don't really like Philly. Even as a, even you take away my Heat fanhood, I don't like Philly. I don't, I don't trust Harden either. I mean, coming from a Nets fan, I don't, I don't trust a single thing Harden does. Plus, when I watch him play, he just looks slow. I don't know if it's because I'm a Harden hater because I don't like Harden, but he doesn't look like the James Harden we've seen 
past years. He just You're right, and it's sad, man. He's on the court, man. I miss the old Harden. That's why I think you get these one or two games from Harden where he's really good because that's all he has in the tank. He used to be one of the best slashing guards in the league on top of his three-point shot, and now all he has is his three-point shot. Not all he has. He has three-point shot and flopping. Yeah, but my thing is I think he saves it for the fourth quarter because I don't think he can go 100% for all four quarters because he doesn't have it left in the tank. So he saves it for the fourth, and if he goes off, he goes off. But if he's not consistent with his shot – that's it. That's all you get from James Harden. And he is stronger than he was earlier in his career, so that helps him get inside more. But as you see now in the modern NBA, the best players are not the strongest players most of the time, unless you got the big boys like Giannis and Joel and Jokic. But from a guard standpoint, most of them are a lot skinnier and they rely a lot more on their core strength. And James Harden just doesn't have – I mean, he still can – burrow his way through, create contact, and then flop and somehow get a foul call. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, but that's, that's all they can really do on the inside. That's what's been frustrating watching. Like, because I haven't watched as much Philly basketball in a while. I mean, they're playing Miami. And I'm tr- – it's so – I hate it. And I, it makes me even more mad because I'm a Heat fan, so I hate when it happens. But I watch it, and they just – all of them, all – especially in the two of the biggest ones are Embiid and Harden, and they're on the same team now. Embiid is seven foot 280, and he's flopping around by, like, Gabe Vincent – like bumping into him, a little point guard, and he falls on the ground. I'm like, bro, it gets. And then they showed a stat: the two of the top three they are James Harden is third, and Embiid is first in the NBA for fouls per game, free throw attempts per game. This it's the NBA, man. I mean, just those two guys right there. Just those two are averaging 18 free throws a game. And it sucks because it didn't used to be that way. Yeah. Anyway, the also, basketball I grew up playing and watching was not that. Well, and we we covered a lot of Philly. But let's – I want to just – Yeah, let's talk about Miami. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, you know. It's the I, whole team, man. Like, oh, it's, it, But it's after – you know, I appreciate it because after last year, he, he did not show up in the postseason. He had a good game in game one against Milwaukee. After that, he just went. And, and he got so much hate from Miami fans, from NBA fans, from everybody. And he has been the most – arguably the most consistent player of any player in the NBA so far this, this postseason. I mean, he's consistently scoring – mid-20s, 30s, had a 40-point game and a loss. Um, yeah. He's been the most consistent player in the NBA, in my opinion, and I think it's time now that people finally – because, you know, everybody's always – everybody's weird about Jimmy Butler. You never know if you want to put him in superstar status or you want to put him in just a really good player. He's, he, he, needs, he needs to start getting some recognition as one of the best in the NBA. He's definitely top ten. He's shooting – he's, he's been shooting three-pointers now. more recently. He's hitting, like, one to two a game now. He's, you know, he's defending out of – like, crazy. He's averaging, like, a steal and a half a game. I mean – it's, a, it's, it's really great to watch, and I hope that he finally is starting to get the respect he deserves. And I would really like to see him at least make it to the finals so people will start putting respect on his name because everybody has their opinions on that bubble, on the bubble run and whatever. I, I, don't, I think it was fair, but whatever. If he, does, if he can at least make it to the finals, Jimmy Butler deserves the credit that he, that he should be getting already. My thing about – and that's not, I don't want to touch on this for too long, but the bubble is, you know, everyone's playing the same game. So no one had anything, any upper hand on anyone. I agree. I just think it's just a better team would win. But, but anyways, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, but if you look at if you look at the last game, I mean, the Heat had seven players in double digits, which no other team is really doing that right now at all. And they're doing they're not necessarily doing that with that much consistency. And they'd have a couple of players that scored ten, but 
whenever you have a whole team that can go out and it doesn't matter who scores as long as you guys are playing good defense and get moving the ball, it's going to be really hard to stop the Heat. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think this series realistically is going to go seven. I think they, be, they take care of us in Philly, and I think we will win in Miami in game seven. I'll be so nervous, though, man. I'll be shaking. But anyway, and then I think, and I think, I think it'll be Milwaukee, and I think that'll be a dogfight. That'll be a chess match to the extreme. Um, watching Bam against Giannis and Jimmy against Drew Holiday, you know, that'll be interesting. But another guy that is making plays and that aren't showing up in the box score, but are championship plays, and I, and it's, I think it's the best acquisition of any team in the NBA this offseason, was P.J. Tucker. It's the same thing as, like, the Chris Paul thing. Any team he gets on instantly gets better. Instantly. Um, and he deserves a lot of credit because he's not scoring. He doesn't score a bunch of points, but you go look at his plus minus almost every game, and it's uh, higher than anybody else's. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Heat's roster from last year, they basically have the same team that just added P.J. Tucker and Victor Oladipo. Yeah, and look and look where it's taking us so far. I yeah, mean, and because we did add a couple other guys, but they weren't playing. And Kyle Lowry, but Kyle Lowry has been out most of the series. And in the right. two games he was in, we lost. God, dude, when is Lowry coming back? He re-injured his hamstring, so you know how that goes. You never know, really know with the hamstring. Oh, he can get healthy. Jeez. But Victor's oh. finally playing. I, I'm so glad they put Duncan back in the rotation. Miami looks like a stout team. It's this whole playoffs just is exciting. I cannot wait to see, especially these Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, whoever it may be. I think it'll be Golden State and Phoenix and then Miami and Milwaukee. That's going to be some fun basketball to watch. If you're a basketball It's just player. funny, man, because, like, if you turn back the clock a few years, we had Golden State sweeping every team they played and LeBron sweeping every team they played. And it wasn't even – like, no one even really cared that much. And this is just – this is just so fun to watch. No, yeah, because because in my prediction, say it's, it's right, and – Philly and Boston get knocked out. Those two teams, if you told me they were playing for a championship, I also wouldn't be surprised. But then I yeah, a lot of these teams are just so like evenly matched, and that's why we're up here and like, well, we actually it's going game seven. We really we think this team's going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if this team won. Right, and it's going to be usually, like usually there's a clear cut favorite for the most part until you get to like the finals and it's like, all right, now I can see both team wins. But like, I wouldn't be shocked if any team in the in the East went to the championship. I mean, besides, like, maybe the Raptors. Imagine if LeBron was playing in this era in his prime instead of playing against the stacked Golden State and the stacked Spurs. Then LeBron would be the GOAT. Would be better. We would be considering him more better than him. Or, or he might not be – or he might not have as many titles. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, all right, so we're going to move on. We're going to let Mikey cover some NFL draft stuff because um, that was a big thing we missed, um, and we're going to break that down real quick. So it's – uh. It's unfair. Well, not unfair, but we should definitely, before we even cover the draft, because I guess it is part of the draft, there were a lot of trades that happened. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of trades. Hollywood Brown, Arizona. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, even though this isn't draft-related, got suspend- is suspended. Um, we really have missed a lot. AJ, yeah, AJ Brown. Brown AJ Brown, really, you know, out of all of them, that's the one I like the most. Oh, yeah. Um, I think AJ Brown to Philly made so much sense for Philly, um, and it was so worth the pick because – you know, they, we talked about this before um, before the, the draft even happened, before this trade even happened, how the thing that Philly is missing is, is a wide receiver. I mean, I, don't, I would not want to have Devontae Smith, as good as he is, be my number one wideout. Um, to now have A.J. Brown. Or he just at least needs some help. Yeah, and, and to have A.J. Brown, one of the best receivers in the league, I mean, now this – Mikey, what do you think for Philly? Like, what, what does it take? Because they're already making the playoffs, and they're in a weaker division. How much better does this A.J. Brown make Philly – as a whole, and, and, and their chances of, of making a playoff run. Oh, it, it helps tremendously. I mean, looking at their roster, uh, with Devontae Smith even on there, I mean, they had Jalen Rager, who 
couldn't catch a cold even if he was out in the snow with no clothes on. Um, <laughs> then they had Greg, <laughs> who is a he was a quarterback in college and barely made the roster, and he had to be like the number two wide receiver. So I mean, having AJ Brown paired with Devonte Smith now and with Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts obviously played with Devonte Smith, which helps. And Devonte going to second year, and you got AJ Brown. If he can stay healthy, that's my biggest issue with AJ Brown is if he can stay healthy. But if he stays healthy, I mean. They got a good wide receiver core now. They got Devontae Smith and they got A.J. Brown. They add a third piece, the third wide receiver. It makes it so much better. You know, now they're not going to be one-dimensional because they, they try to run with Miles Sanders a lot. Couldn't get it done. It makes it makes Eagles so much better. And they got a good defensive line now with Fletcher Cox and I, Jordan Davis. Now they drafted Jordan Davis. The Eagles could be a good team. It all, it, Ooh, all yeah. it all really boils down to if Jalen Hurts can get it done, if he's that guy or not. And that's what it's going to come down to. So if – I mean, they made the playoffs last year, but that division has gotten better. I, the Giants had a really good draft. It's gotten a lot better. You know, Cowboys are still there, obviously. And then you got the Commanders, obviously, with Carson Wentz, and who knows how that's going to turn out. But J- Jalen Hurts is going to – The what? The who? I don't Commanders. know. I saw, sorry, for David the Redskins, sorry. dad. But, yeah, so it, it comes down to Jalen Hurts, but it's a really good pickup for the Browns – or not Browns, sorry, the Eagles – and they needed a wide receiver, and that's exactly who they got. And then for the Titans, I mean, if you don't want to pay your wide receivers, go get uh, the Arkansas wide receiver. I think it's Trayvon Burks, if I'm Yeah, I'm he's, correct. Good. he's good. He he's good. just like A.J. Brown. So they just got another A.J. Brown that's younger, I think. I think he's going to be really good, too. So, I mean, I think it worked out for both sides. I just don't understand these teams not paying these receivers. Like, why Why not? It's A.J. Brown. Well, Pay A.J. Brown. Well, Pay Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm I'm happy they didn't because now the Dolphins have Tyreek Hill. But well, here's the thing. they didn't pay AJ Brown because he he can't stay healthy. If this was a Tyreek Hill, I think yeah, obviously pay him. You know what I mean? Or if this is a Devontae Adams, obviously pay him. But but both those guys got traded, so I mean, it's just not it's just not AJ Brown. But I don't think I would have paid AJ Brown. He gets he gets too injured. I can't rely on him. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just odd um, to not pay a guy like AJ Brown or a guy like Tyreek Hill. I mean, what are the odds you're going to draft a guy like that? You know, very I, very slim, but but anyway, um, okay. So yeah, I think I think the Eagles, in my opinion, were my favorite in terms of teams that won the draft. I mean, you're able to get Jordan Davis later than you expect. They probably were not even expecting him to fall to them, um, and then you add AJ Brown. That right there alone is as good as I think anybody else drafted. Um, but Mike, I'm curious to you. Who do you think? What was the team that stood out to you in this draft in terms of a, a team that what you think was a winner in this draft and a team that was a loser in this draft? Man, I wanted to go the the simple route and say the Jets because in my eyes they got three first round picks. Like they, they all three of those guys could have went top ten, and they got them in the first round with obviously Sauce Gardner, um, Jermaine Jermaine Johnson, and Garrett Wilson. But I'm I'm gonna sway off a little bit, and it, it pains me to say it. The Ravens had such a good draft to get Kyle Hamilton. I think at 15 when he was projected early on, he was projected to be top five, and he obviously had that that pro day with his 40. And it wasn't really good 40, so he fell. And then they got the Michigan outside linebacker who I think he tore his Achilles, and he was supposed to be in the first round. You know, so if he comes back healthy, I mean, they got two top ten picks, in my eyes, in the first and second round. I mean, the Ravens just always draft well, and they needed some help on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, they got rid of Marquise Brown, and they got that first-round pick for it. But – and I think they also drafted uh, an offensive lineman, if I'm – if I'm correct, let me just fact check that. But I think the Ravens, the Ravens had a really good draft. And my losers for it, the Cardinals, man. How do you trade a first-round pick and the Vikings? How do you trade a first-round pick 
for Marquise Brown, what you just saw a first round pick go for AJ Brown. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't Maybe understand. Maybe they think that. they can unlock something in Hollywood that the Ravens couldn't. My, the only thing I can, I could possibly think of is one, they knew the suspension for DeAndre Hopkins was happening before it came out. And mm-hmm. that's like, Oh, we really need a wide receiver. We don't think a wide receiver is going to fall to us, but they could have easily traded up. And he played with Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray was like, Hey, I'll play and I won't cry about my contract if you get me Marquise Brown. I think Mar- I think Marquise Brown is going to be really interesting to see what he does because, I mean, he was playing with Lamar Jackson, who isn't the most accurate passer. He's going to have his chance. I mean, with, with D-Hop being suspended now, he's going to have his chance to, to really be the number one guy. He's always – he's been talking since he came in the league about how about how they need to give him the ball more. So, here's here's his turn to, to see what, show what he can do. Yeah. But my, my thing with Marquise Brown is I don't think he's a bad wide receiver. That's not – I'm not trying to say that at all. I just don't think he was worthy of a first-round you know what I mean? To me, like, I don't hate it because, you know, with a player who's been in the league, you can see what they could, they've done in the league, whether or not they were one of the top players of their position. They've been there year in and year out, and they've done well. So, to me, you know, that's better than – it depends on the guy, but that's better than taking your chances on someone who might produce, might not coming into the league when you know you have D-Hop coming back week seven. Yeah. My, my my biggest loser, I mean, I know I just kind of hit on the Vikings. I didn't really hit on the Vikings, but trading out of the first – or trading back to the 32 pick didn't make sense for me. But the Bears, the Bears got a corner in, in Kyler or Kyler. I, I might be pronouncing that wrong. They got a corner who wasn't really high on the draft board. And then they got a 24-year-old who, in my eyes, a wide receiver from Tennessee and Jones who really didn't do much of that in college. He's 24. He's more of a special teams player. They didn't help um, – Oh, I'm stalling his name. What's the quarterback for the, for the Bears? Justin Fields. I was going to say Jalen Hurts. But they didn't get him much help at all. They didn't get him really much offensive line help, no wide receiver help. Obviously, Allen Robinson is gone. The Bears didn't do much in this trade. They're going to be a bottom five team, especially with the new offense coach now and a second-year quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Or not Jalen Hurts, sorry. God, I keep saying Jalen Hurts. Justin Fields. But the Bears didn't do anything. If I'm a Bears fan, I'm pissed. I'm yeah, pissed. I didn't like I didn't like the Patriots draft. Oh, theirs was terrible too. But the only reason I don't, I don't say the Patriots is because Bill Belichick somehow finds ways to draft players in like the eighth round. There's not even an eighth round, but eighth round, and they're freaking superstars. So I'm going to give them a little bit of leeway there. Their first pick was like that, that lineman out of uh, Chattanooga, I think, or something like that. Yeah, some small school. And he was like not on any boards. Like he was like – it was like a third round pick, second round pick. Yeah. I remember watching it and everybody was like, everybody was like, was just super confused. Now it might be Bill Belichick's guy, but who knows? I, I, it, it, was, it was funny because Sean McVay, <laughs> Sean McVay was like, damn, dude, we were going to draft him in the third round and he's taken him in the first. I was like, ooh, third to first round. I mean, you don't see that jump a lot at all. And he did not look good in the senior bowl either. He got blown up by – um, a bunch of different guys, and I did not think they were going to take him in the first round. And go back to the Ravens; they did. They drafted the center from Iowa, Tyler Lindenberg, who's really, really good. So the Ravens got like three first rounders. I mean, Ravens had a really good draft, and it pains me to say it. But David, I want to hear. Oh, I want to hear what you think about the new quarterback coming in, and what you expect from him because I really think it was a good pick for in the third round to get Matt Corral. I think so. Was it round three or round four? It was round three or round four. I'm not – I think it was round yeah, three. Yeah, it was round three. Round three, right. three Sam Howell went in the fourth round, and that was the last quarterback taken. 
Yeah, I'm excited. I, I thought we were probably going to take a quarterback, um, and I was hoping for one of those first-round guys. But, I mean, this guy's quick. He's he's very accurate on the intermediate, the short routes, uh, kind of like a Cam Newton, just smaller. So, you know, a lot smaller. <laughs> but no one's, you know, Cam Newton's a defensive end playing quarterback. But, you know, if if we can hone in, we if he if his arm talent can can rain can can be reined in down the field and he can come in and McCaffrey can stay healthy, I think that'd be a dangerous duo there in the backfield. Yeah, I think for the fir- for the third round, I mean, I like Matt Corral over Desmond Ritter. Uh, Malik Willis and Matt Corral, I mean, I kind of like Malik Willis over Matt Corral a little bit more. But, I mean, I think for a third-round pick, you get Matt Corral, you put him in a good system with good offensive players, which you guys do have, and you got the offensive line. You got Icky from NC State, so you mm-hmm. got protection around him now, and you got a good defense. There's no reason why he shouldn't succeed. You he's going to get a shot. Yeah. I'd say at least at some point throughout the season, he's going to get a shot, and I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I was saying this at the beginning, like uh, a couple episodes back. I think Matt Corral is one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. I think he's one of those guys that was that we don't really talk, doesn't get a lot of looks at the beginning, but we he's going to end up having a good NFL career. I think he's going to be. I think that was a good pick up for the Panthers. But I, I, am so, curious, I am curious because I remember a certain person in our group chat when the draft was going on. He said they better not get Pickett. And the Steelers draft Kenny Pickett. I looked down my phone. You see Mikey say, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> so, Mikey, what are your opinions or your thoughts on getting Kenny Pickett for your Steelers? I think I think there's I a could, like Mitch Trubisky. They don't believe in him, and I don't believe in him either. So, I could I could talk about this for hours. And <laughs> my thing is, it makes a little more sense why we drafted him now after I had time to calm down and think about it. But here, here's my take. Calm down. <laughs> Process it. <laughs> here's, here's my take on Kenny Pickett. He's accurate with the football. We all know that. He played very well in his final season of college. We know that. But a guy who wears two gloves, a guy who does not have a strong arm, who played, he played good competition. I just don't see the wow factor in Kenny Pickett. I don't see it. Matt Corral. I can see Matt Corral. There's been plays at Old Miss where he's really explosive. He can have that one-play touchdown. Malik Willis has that one-play touchdown. You need guys like those, like Patrick Holmes, Josh Allen. You can be at your 20-yard line. They can chuck it about 50, 60 yards or take off, and you can be back in the game. I don't see that with Kenny Pickett. I see as a game manager, he's going to pick apart a defense a little bit, and that's about it. Kenny Pickett, is he a first-round pick? I don't think so. The only reason I can sit here and say – Maybe Kenny Pickett's going to be good is because he played for Pitt and the Steelers have seen him in their building because Pittsburgh and uh, the College of College of Pittsburgh share uh, a facility. They've seen him for four years and they've seen something that we don't. You know what I mean? They see that, hey, this guy's actually the truth. We've seen him for four years. We've seen him produce. We're going to take him at 20. But I don't see Kenny Pickett being – I see Kenny Pickett being like a Mac Jones just with a stronger arm. You know, we're not going to trust him to throw it 40 times a game. We're going to let our defense ride it out. And I think in this league, you could win games like that. But I'm looking for – you're not looking for a Mac Jones. You're looking for a Josh Allen, you know, Patrick Mahomes type player. And If you want to win a Super Bowl. You're, you're going to keep looking for a quarterback till you find that. So why take Kenny Pickett when you got Mitch Trubisky, who I think can do the same thing as Kenny Pickett if we fix his accuracy issue? I mean, it was just kind of a waste to pick in my eyes at 20. I think we needed a corner or a wide receiver. Not what you want, but what do you, who do you think starts week one? I think Mitch starts week one, I do. And I think if Mitch plays well, we win games. We don't give it to Pickett at all this season. But if Mitch comes out and did, did what he did with the Chicago Bears, 
Pickett's going to probably come in week four, week five. If I had to realistically say, I think knowing Steelers fans, if we're not winning games or if we're kind of 500, they're going to start chanting for Kenny Pickett, and he's going to go in around anywhere from like week five to week eight, and we're going to see that's when Pickett goes in and see if he can do anything. I mean, he's there's no excuse for Pickett not to be good. He's had four years of college experience. He knows how to play football. He's got a good wide receiving core in Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens. I love that pick. Calvin well, Austin. I would, hope, I would hope Pickett knows how to play football. I mean, he wears two gloves. I mean, that if that tells you anything, <laughs> it tells you maybe he doesn't because the quarterback wearing two gloves, the only quarterback I've seen wear two gloves is Teddy Bridgewater, and he is the definition of a game manager. Definition did you, of him. Did you see? I mean, uh, did you see what? Who's the guy you just named? Pickens, uh, George Pickens. Did you see like him when you the video of him when he was getting drafted? Yeah, the my ish. I love George Pickens as a player. I think he's one of the most talented receivers in this draft. But the guy's attitude, man. Why do we draft wide receivers with attitude, Dude, bro? Somebody said they somebody... beat up a guy in college football. Drive him out of the face mask, threw him on the, threw yeah, him against he, the stands, he, and started beating his, beating them up. He grabbed, he grabbed the Georgia Tech player by the face mask and like threw his head into the wall. <laughs> Like, threw him. Like, literally, like, just rammed his head. Like, it could have broken his neck, like, into the wall, and then just started yeah. beating on him. I think that's why he fell. People were like, dude, this guy's nuts. And we are like, hey, we kept Antonio Brown in a rap for, like, six, seven years. We could do it the same with this there's guy. A of him. There, was, <laughs> there was, like, a Florida player that was, like, on the sidelines after a tackle. And Pickens has, like, the, the squirt and Gatorade bottles. and just squirting the dude. Just, like, all, all Yeah. Like, Dude, they're nuts. They're, they're crazy. They, there's like a picture. They were like, "This is gonna be George Pickett's cleats next year." And they're like black Air Force Ones with like. Oh yeah. Cleats on no, that's that's his personality. But hopefully, he'll get it under wraps because I think he could be a really good player. I mean, I watched him at Georgia, and no one could stop him when he was healthy on that field. George Pickens was the true number one wide receiver. He can do it all. He can run routes. He can get the fifty-fifty ball. He runs a sub four. He he he's everything you want in a guy. But George I mean, Pickens is George Pickens is legit, but it is. It is funny. Someone else was like, "What's the over under on on Pickens getting a suspension this year?" And somebody was like, "Week five. I think by week. No, he's gonna get. He's gonna get fined a lot, man. He's gonna get fined a lot. My question is, do we think Malik Wills is gonna start next year, or not start? Not start. Take over, uh, some point in the season. Where's he at? He's in Tennessee, and Ryan Tannehill came out and he's pissed. Ryan Tannehill came out and said, "I'm not mentoring Malik Wills. That's not my job." What? Yeah, they asked him, okay, so you're going to mentor Malik, like teach him the ways, and he's like, that's not my job. He's like, my job is to win the starting position and win games. And, you know, I see both sides. I see, like, hey, like, this I mean, is I a job. Wow. Honestly, honestly, I, if I was Malik Willis. Why do I want to teach? Go ahead, Austin. If I was Malik Willis, I would look, I would look at him in the face, but I don't want to be mentored by Ryan Tannehill anyway. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I mean, yeah. You, you he wanted to Well, you know, it's funny because, like, you can have someone like, you know, if you look back at like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. When Aaron Rodgers came onto that Packers team, it wasn't, hey, Brett, are you going to mentor Aaron Rodgers or are you going to have to compete for this spot? It was, hey, Brett, are you going to mentor this guy? And he's like, hell yeah, I am. I'm not worried about losing my damn spot. But then you got Tannehill over here who – he knows he has to fight for that spot, and that's just the difference in the Ryan tier. Sucks. I'm sorry. Right. I, well. Well. Okay. No. He doesn't suck. He's a game manager. No. We, he's fine. He's there. There's so many other quarterbacks that are better than Ryan Tannehill. He just has fortunate enough to have freaking Derrick Henry next to him. Okay, you right. got him. Like yeah. When Derrick Henry went down, they still made the playoffs without Derrick Henry. Let's not let's not forget that Derrick Henry went down, 
and they've still won games with Ryan Tannehill without AJ Brown too. So it was just really Ryan Tannehill for a little I'm bit. I'm bitter of Ryan Tannehill, but I, I'm not. You're just mad because Ryan Tannehill went to the Tennessee Titans and got into the playoffs, and he couldn't do that with the Dolphins. He got into the playoffs. <laughs> he just didn't play in it because he was hurt. Okay. More played. But my thing is, I think the most interesting pick, or one of the most interesting picks, was Desmond Ritter to the Falcons over Malik Willis, over Matt Corral. I mean, everyone had Desmond Ritter as kind of the fourth, fifth best quarterback. It was kind of Salmon and Desmond Ritter battling out for fourth and fifth, but they took him as a second quarterback off that board. I think he's Marcus Mariota to a T. Not that strong arm, pretty accurate with the football, very mobile. Body, body type, very the same. So, I mean, Marcus Mariota, why are you drafting Desmond Ritter? He did start moving up draft boards, I will say. I'm surprised. Maybe the Falcons just want someone who's not Matt Ryan. Well, they don't have Matt Ryan anymore, so it's okay. They Matt just tired of watching the sack master back there. Hey, Matt Ryan is going. I think Matt Ryan is going to have a pretty good career, or not career, pretty good year with the Indianapolis. Well, did Seattle get a quarterback? No, Seattle did not draft a quarterback, and I commend them for doing that. They are they needed more pieces on the offensive line and defensive line. They so couldn't they draft a quarterback, they and they got Kenneth Walker, which I thought was a really good pick because Rashard Penny and Chris Carson they're too injury prone. They they those guys don't play a full season. So is he – so, like, is, is Drew Locke the starting quarterback for the Seahawks now? Yeah, Drew Locke. Drew Locke is going to show out. I'm just kidding. Drew Locke's not going to show out. <laughs> I Drew love Locke. Drew Locke, I'm off the Drew Locke, but I love Drew Locke as a person. I think he's one of the coolest guys on the team. He's hilarious. But Drew Locke, uh, your time is done. You couldn't win in the Broncos. You had a decent team there. I, I don't think he's going to get it done either. Uh, did you see – did y'all see when he was at – when he played for Missouri – and they played in Columbia, like played the Gamecocks, and, and a fan from the student section threw like a water bottle at him. And, and he chugged he, it. He picked it up and chugged it, and then he says to his lineman, he's like, that was vodka. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's South Carolina Columbia for you, baby. Yeah, good cocks, baby. I mean, but just looking at this draft, I mean, the Giants had a good draft. I mean, they got Evan McNeil from Alabama, good offensive lineman. They got Thibodeau. I mean, I did not think Thibodeau was going to fall that far. I think he was the best Ed rusher um, in this draft. But – and then you got to look at the lines. They got Aiden Hutchinson and, and Williams from Alabama, so they had a pretty good first round too. I'm telling you, this is probably the most exciting time in the NFL going into the next year because there's going to be so many good teams. So many good NFL teams. NFL is always exciting. You never know what's going to happen. Offseason is always like our team could be that team. Yeah. yeah. We just know the Steelers will probably suck. But um, I don't know. Dude, okay, time out. All right, well, let's be honest. The Steelers, Panthers, and Dolphins all will probably find a way to disappoint us. Yes. I mean, I'm not expecting much from the Steelers, but I do think the Steelers are going to be better than the Dolphins. And, no shot. No and shot. Did you see, the, did you see the, the, the Super Bowl odds I sent? I don't care about the Super Bowl odds. Did you see the, way the, the Dolphins first? Hold up. Hold is up. way ahead of you, buddy. So I, I don't care. Did you see the video of the Dolphins post of Tua throwing to Tyreek Hill? They're like, this was a laser. He threw it, and they zoomed in on the football so you couldn't see how far it went. And Tyreek Hill still caught it behind him while he was running. Tua can't throw deep to Tyree Kill. All it's I'm saying hard. is it's the Panthers not- have Matt Corral and Matt Rule. So, what does that mean? The two M's right there. I don't know. That- M&M, baby. That's dangerous. That, that is dangerous. I don't know. The Panthers can legitimately be the second team in that division. I mean, you obviously got the Bucs. You're not beating the Bucs. The Saints, I'm not too high on the Saints with Jameis Winston either. And then you obviously got the Falcons, which I think the Falcons are still a couple prior. years away. I mean, the Panthers are a complete team besides the quarterback position. In my eyes, you got the offensive line. They have one of the best defenses in the league. You got a really good defense, young defense, and you got Christian McCaffrey in that backfield. He stays healthy. If Matt Corral can just game manage 
you guys legit have a chance to maybe sneak into the playoffs. Add us a little flair that we're missing with Sam Darnold. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, go back to the Dolphins. They got no shot in the AFC. No, <laughs> just there's no shot. There's too okay. many. Good all right, all right, all right. Steelers have no shot unless we win our division. We could win one game. We could win one game also. As long as the Steelers don't win any, I'll have a smile on my face. All I know is Kenny Pickett will be Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky will be better than Tua. I will never deny that. I'm better than Tua. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying Tua's all the money. That doesn't. Thanks. I mean, yeah, I agree with you there, Buckaroo. Anyway, you guys just got you guys just got Sony Michelle too. Yeah. You guys have so many like low end running backs. You can't get one good one. Chase Edmonds is not that bad, dude. But they're not low end. They're just like there's like a just like like fillers. A top twelve list of running backs, and they're all like they're like thirteen through fifteen. No, I would even say thirteen through fifteen. They're like Mikey. Shut Chase up. Edmonds I know is you're good. bitter. I know you're bitter that your team is is actually looks like crap now, and you're not used to that being a Steelers fan. What? But. I know you're it's, it's okay. It's okay. Let us have nice things in it once in a while too. Okay. No, I, Chase I, Edmonds is honestly, I is honestly easily top fifteen, if not a top ten running back, as long as he stays healthy. This is what going. we're gonna do next podcast. We are gonna make our list of, and David already made his list, and I I had to argue with him about it. And I, Austin, me and Austin have argued too. We're gonna make a top quarterback list, top five or top ten, and running backs and wide receivers. We'll split it up, and we're gonna just gonna go at it because I'm ready to go at it with Austin about his stupid takes and David about your stupid takes. Because Edmonds might be top 15, but top 12, I there's probably 12 running backs I'd take over at. Isn't that when we do quarterbacks for both of you that Joe Burrow will be out of Justin Herbert? But, you know, we'll discuss Joe that. Burrow's not in the top five. Um, why don't you stop mumbling over there, Austin? What did you say? I have no idea what you just said. I said, just know with my quarterback list, it'll be Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert. Yeah, you're freaking nuts. I'm not. Yeah, that's... you really should like check yourself into a sense. We gotta do NBA too. Go back and look at that episode. Listen to that episode, and it was it was a, I had an argument. So don't sit there and act like now it's I'm just some idiot. Okay, don't do that. Bippity boppity boop. We don't act. We know. All right, boys. All right. Well, that was a good one. That was a fun one. We'll get back to you guys here next week. Cover. We should have our Eastern Conference Western Conference Finals laid out for us, and we can really go in depth into that. Um, and we'll just see kind of whatever happens in the sports world that we can cover. Um, just a reminder. So I didn't do it at the beginning of the episode. Um. You can go back stream all of our previous episodes. Um, they're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube if you want to go watch it. Uh, you can get all of our socials um, at on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at that damn sports podcast, D-A-M. Uh, we will get you see you guys next week uh, with another episode 23.